Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. We're excited tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. You feel like family to me, really. Amen. I've been coming here so many times, so uh, warm and just hospitable, and thank you very much. We're going to have the finale tonight. Really believe God speak to us, prayed about this message, 1 Samuel chapter 11. Amen. I don't want to preach politics, but I have an illustration about Pastor, no, President Donald Trump. And I hope this is going to work out. Hallelujah. We're not, political active. We're not politically active because, you know, one time they wanted to crown Jesus as king and the Bible says he did not allow them. He was not our political Messiah. Amen. How many not believe that? I'm not into politics at all. Amen. I don't believe the world is going to change by politics. But there was a, a, a book that came out on Donald Trump and the book was called Fire and Fury. And the book was talking about... People, uh, the guy that was writing it was doubting the mental cap- capabilities of Donald Trump. And the guy said, you know, Donald Trump is just not normal. He's abnormal. He's crazy. And that book came out. And there was one person who made a remark on that. And I'm going to read it out to you. And he reacted to this accusation. And he's talking about the book. And he says, if there's a kernel of truth in this book, it is the charge that President Trump is not normal. He isn't normal. Which is why the American people put him in office to begin with. The American people were tired of a normal that said that we ought to accept subpar economic growth. That we ought to accept ISIS as a continuing reality. And that the best days of America were behind us. 
He went on to say more and more Americans are grateful that the president isn't normal. And he has established a new normal in America. Now, when I read that, I thought that's powerful. Amen. Because how many know that you can start accepting things as being normal that are totally abnormal? You know, when you look in Webster's Dictionary, the word normal, it says these words. It says a form or a state that is started to be seen as the norm or the standard. Now, in the scripture I'm about to read, it's talking about the people of God and defeat became their normal state of, of, of mind. The enemy was having the upper hand and they started to see that as normal. They're in defeat, amen, and they're robbed. They're not advancing and the enemy just comes in, plunders and goes away. And for them, it became normal. Normal that there was no steps forward, but just steps backwards. And then the scripture I'm going about to read is a man that stands up. They just anointed him as a brand new king, King Saul. It was before he went off the deep end. Amen. Just got anointed. And you know, this guy stood up just like Donald Trump. And he established a new normal. And I want to preach about that for a moment. Amen. Because there are some people in the house of God tonight, you got used to certain circumstances that are unacceptable. Amen. Sometimes you got to draw the line. Said I got to establish a new normal in my life. Now read, read with me the scripture because it's a powerful story. 1 Samuel 11 and I start in verse 1. And the Bible says, And Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabez Gilead. And all the men of Jabez Gilead said to Nahash, Make a covenant with us and we will serve you. And so this guy Nahash, he's the, he's the enemy. And Nahash, the Ammonite, answered them on this condition. I will make a covenant with you that I may put out all your right eyes and bring reproach on all Israel. What a horrible covenant. That's unacceptable. Then the elders of Jabez said to him, hold off seven days that you might send messages to all the territory of Israel. And then if there's no one else to save us, we will come out to you. So the messengers came to Gebeah of Saul and told the news in the hearing of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field. And Saul said, what troubles the people that they weep? And they told to him the words of the men of Jabez. And then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news. And his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of the messengers, saying, Whosoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, show it shall be done to this oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out with one consent. And when he numbered them in Basak, the children of Israel were 300,000, and the men of Judah 30,000. And they said to the messengers who came, Thus you shall say to the men of Jabez Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is, is hot, you shall have help. Then the messengers came and reported it to the men of Jabez, and they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabez said, Tomorrow we will come out to you, and you may do with us whatever seems good to you. And so it was the next day that Saul put the people in three companies and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch and killed the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And it happened that those who survived were scattered so that not, that not no two of them were left together. Amen. One man stood up 
and said, this is unacceptable. Amen. He established a new normal. And I want to preach about that for a moment. Let's pray. Father, we ask you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to speak in areas in our lives that we started to accept things as being normal. That are unacceptable in your eyes. And Lord, I ask you for the Holy Ghost, this, this last service, Lord, that we as a church can establish a new normal. And we ask you for the Holy Spirit and your power in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to preach for a moment on establishing a new normal. Amen. And first of all, I want to look at dominion. Now, your pastor, amen, just a great book came out about dominion. But my first point is dominion. Because when you think about dominion, amen, you know, the children, if you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, how many know life is full of problems? Christian or no Christian, amen, in life you never know what to expect. Life is full of unexpected events. You never know what to expect, amen. Sometimes problems just come your way, amen. And as a believer, next to the normal problems of life, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, amen, spiritual hopes of wickedness in heavenly places. And, you know, you're sitting in church tonight, amen, and, you know, when I talk about dominion, uh, amen, there's something that we have to establish dominion against, and that's the enemy, amen. And sometimes I hear people testify, man, I got saved, and I got peace. Well, when I got saved, I got war. Light attracts bugs. And as soon as you put the light of the gospel on, uh, amen, and, you, and I know there's peace, uh, amen, but that's not the peace uh, that some people are talking about, the lovey-dovey, kumbaya, peace, Christianity, uh, amen, that's not even Christianity at all. Christianity is a conflict between in heaven and hell, light and darkness. And somewhere in that conflict, uh, amen, somebody has to have some faith, uh, amen, to counterattack, uh, to draw a line, uh, amen, to establish dominion. And this scripture, amen, is a terrible story about the people of God. Uh, the enemy attacked them. Uh, I mean, think about this. The enemy attacked them and immediately they surrender. They didn't, put, didn't even put up a little fight. Immediately they say, let's make a covenant. Let's make a covenant. Let's have some peace. There was not a fight at all. Verse 1 said, amen, let's make a covenant and we will submit to you. You know, the word submit is the word abat, which means, amen, we'll be in submission to you. Amen. If you leave us alone, we will be in submission to you. And there's people in the house of God, that's exactly what they say to the devil. Amen. Devil, if you let me alone, amen, I will be in submission to you. I will not be a radical Christian. I will not take stands, amen. If you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And we can live in perfect peace. And some people really believe it works like that. Let me tell you, it doesn't work like that. The devil, amen, when you submit to him, he will not leave you alone. The Bible, yes, he came to steal, destroy, and he will not rest until everything you have is slaughtered. But in this scripture, the Bible says, amen, they, the enemy said... In verse 2, I want your right eye. And then Nahash. You know what Nahash means? It means snake. You know, this, this word Nahash consists of three Hebrew letters. Snake, surround, and devour. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do in our life. That old serpent. He wants to sneak up upon us, 
surround our lives and they devour everything that's valuable. And this snake person comes to the, the, the boundaries of Israel and he says, I want your right eye. Now, how many know you must be totally insane that when the enemy comes and wants your right eye, that you say, okay, let me look for help. If I can't find help, I'll give you my right eye. You know, when I read that, I got furious. I mean, how can you be so stupid that just without putting on a fight, amen, don't you have any dominion? Don't you want to draw lines of devil? You cannot get my right eye. You know why the devil wants your right eye? Because in those days when he had a bow and arrow, uh, amen, you close your left eye. And if you don't have a right eye, you're not going to shoot any enemies, amen. Right? You had a big, big, uh, big shield in your hand, uh, amen, with your right eye. You protect yourself with your right eye. You look around your shield with your sword, amen. But when you don't have a right eye, you're unfit for the battle, amen. You're totally unfit and you can never wage war again. Adam Clark said it was a means of incapacitating them from being effective warriors. And they accepted it. Amen. How many know, you know, that's, that's something to get a little bit emotional about. That you say Christians in the house of God. Amen. As soon as the enemy approaches, uh, they don't want to have any trouble. They don't want to have any good comfort. Uh, amen. They want to have a peace treaty with the devil. Uh, amen. They want to uh, able to give the right eye. Uh, so I will, I will be incapacitated for the rest of my life. Uh, amen. My children will suffer from this. Uh, but because, uh, amen, there's no dominion, I just give it over uh, and they accepted it. Amen. What a contrast with the plan of God. How many know we are called, uh, amen, to advance and trample on the head of the serpent? And that's not only true for us, that was also true for them in those days. You know, the word dominion comes from the word domain. A king, you know, has a, has a, has a domain, he has boundaries around his land, uh, amen. That's where he rules, that's where he has authority, that is his domain, uh, and there he has dominance. And sometimes in your life, uh, amen, you've got to get some boundaries, amen. He said, this is going to be my domain, amen, I'm drawing a line, amen. I will be the dominant factor and call the shots. I will be the shot caller in this area of my life. Amen. You're, you're, you're exercising authority and putting your will on the enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee. But make a peace treaty with the devil uh, and he will get your right eye and incapacitate you for the rest of your Christianity. The Bible is a book, amen, on dominion. From Genesis to Revelation, the question, who's reigning? You know what the Bible says? Don't let sin reign in your mortal body. And the Bible is a book about dominion, amen. John 8, 34. Whoever commits a sin is a slave of sin. Romans 5, 17 says, One man's offense, by one man's offense, death reigns through that one. But then it says, much more, those who receive abundance of grace have the gift of righteousness will reign in life through that one Jesus Christ. Isn't that powerful, amen? He says, don't let sin reign in your life. You become a slave of sin. Because of the death of one person, sin came into the world and started to reign. Amen. But because of the death of another person, amen, you can reign in life by Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 12, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in its lusts. Verse 14, sin shall not have dominion 
over you. Amen. That's the will of God uh, is dominion tonight. But because the book says it, it's not automatically ours. You know, this is a theory, the theoretical part of the sermon. The book says you have dominion. The book says, hey amen, you are the shot caller. How many know what a shot caller is in the gang? He calls the shots. He's the most important guy in that gang. He calls the shot. This is what we're going to do. That is what we're going to do, and that's what we're not going to do. He's the shot caller, amen. Uh, and you know, that gut, that has to be established. Amen. If you, if you have enemies in your life uh, and you have started, uh, started to, to have defeat in areas of your marriage, your finances, your health, and you start to see it as normal, uh, amen, you need to rise up tonight. And you got to take dominion. And just because the Bible says it, amen, it's not automatically here. Uh, the Bible says in Luke 10, 19, I have given you the authority to trample Amen. Look, look at it. To trample on serpents, scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. And that brings me to my second point. Sometimes, and I'm praying today and even right now, amen, that somebody will get up and says, devil, I'm drawing a line. Oh, there's power in drawing a line. Until here and no further. Amen. Shama, draw a line. He, everybody was running for the Philistines. He just turned around. I said, I'm drawing the line. No more running away. No more being plundered. He put his feet in the sand and he killed many Philistines. A great victory for the Lord that day. But it was not Shama only. It was God's dominion established through his life. Amen. I, I sometimes preach in the Prescott Church and Pastor Greg Mitchell, the disciples were telling me, Pastor Greg Mitchell has, has his little sayings, uh, just like Pastor Campbell, that's the little thing that you remember. And one of the things that Pastor Greg Mitchell says many times, this is unacceptable. You ever heard him say that? Man, we had a music scene, the 180. For the last six weeks, not one visitor. You know what he says? Yeah, maybe we're in the long location. Maybe just old. He says, this is unacceptable. Amen. Unacceptable. And the disciples said, the strange thing is, when you start to have that in your mind, amen, this is unacceptable. We need to have visitors. Visitors started coming. Then the second problem was, the visitors are there, and then you do an altar call, and they just look at you, and they're totally unmoved, like a rock. And then Pastor Greg said, this is unacceptable. When you preach the gospel, people need to respond. Amen. And then they start to work on their altar calls. They start to work on dominion. They start to pray before the music scene, which really helps, by the way. Amen. They start to try to get some anointing in the music, eh? some conviction in the drama, not just only laughing and joking. Eh? Amen. But a biblical message. Eh? And you know what they said? All of a sudden, people started to get saved. Amen. But then the next problem comes. How many know that's the kingdom of God? You go from crisis to crisis. There's people here, amen, you're on your way to a crisis. The other people are in the middle of a crisis and the rest just got out of a crisis. Christianity, amen. The next problem was the people got saved but they didn't stay in church. They raised their hand, came to one or two services and they're gone. And you know what Pastor Mitchell said? This is unacceptable. And it does something in the human brain when you draw a line and that line, amen, establishes dominion that you say i'm drawing a line in my marriage the, you know how we are treating each other and the way we're shouting at each other are unacceptable you know my children how they're behaving eh, and how the devil is using their lives eh, it's unacceptable 
Hey man, all these people backsliding uh, that I got saved, it is unacceptable. Uh, you draw a line. Uh, you say, this is going to be my commitment. Uh, this is going to be my holiness. This is what I'm going to do. I'm drawing the line uh, as a devil until heal and no further. And when he says, can I have your right eye? He says, of course you cannot have my right eye. Having my right eye is unacceptable. You coming into my life and plundering the things that God gave me is unacceptable, amen. Because the devil always comes back and I will return to my house and see, amen. But you draw the line and you're defending that line. And I'm talking about a new normal because we are not called just to accept all kinds of problems the circumstances amen and you know when we live in defeat we don't live in defeat because the enemy is too strong come on somebody amen we live in defeat because we didn't take dominion in that area are you listening to me tonight oh the devil amen the devil is not as strong as he looks the bible says one day we'll behold and we say is this the one that shook the nations i mean is this the one we feared a defeated foe, amen, you know, because we forget or we just don't fight. That's the reason, amen. We accept it as as normal. The Bible says Gideon was hiding in the winepress while the enemy would drive into the land with their horses, trampled their fields, amen, threw stones in it and stole their crops year in, year out. And he's crying, oh, this always happens. I don't understand. It always happens. Stop crying, man. Draw a line. Take your sword and fight the enemy. God will back you up. Amen. Establish dominion. Hallelujah. You know, the, the victory in this scripture was already gone before the battle ever began. They never put up a fight. They never took a stand. Amen. And you read it like they gave up. Amen. But the Bible said there was a man that stood up in verse 5. And the Bible says in verse 6, when he heard the words that Nahas, the snake, had spoken, the Spirit of God, listen, then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news and his anger was greatly aroused. He got angry and he says, this is unacceptable. I'm not accepting it. And that's how dominion works tonight. You got to stand up and say, this is unacceptable. I accepted some things as normal, amen, just like the American people. Oh, we can't fight ISIS. We can't defeat them. The economy is going down. Our best years are behind us. And a whole country can live in defeat until somebody gets up and said, I'm establishing a new normal. Call me abnormal, amen. Is it normal that today Christians in America, amen, I'm reading the statistics, less and less and less Christians in America? Churches are closing everywhere. Pastors are fornicating everywhere. Amen. And you know, this is a normal American church or a normal Dutch church. Amen. Somebody's got to stand up and say, listen, this is unacceptable. Amen. Like a giant standing up and cursing and threatening the people of God. And they're all on the mountain. They're all afraid. They're trembling. Amen. And then all of a sudden, David. You know that everybody thought you could not defeat David, could not defeat Goliath? Until somebody came along who didn't know that. That's how revival works. This city, you cannot reach this city. It's too hard. It's too big. It's too this. It's too that. Until somebody comes along who didn't know that. And they just did it. I read, I'm reading that all the time. Amen. Where the establishment said it could not be done. Until somebody said, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? 
And God directed his hands and a miracle happened. And verse 7 said, then the fear of the Lord fell on the people and they came out in one consent. I like this scripture, amen. Matthew Henry says, the fear of the Lord makes good subjects, good soldiers and good friends of the general interest of a country. The fear of the Lord makes good soldiers, amen, that are willing to fight for something and a higher purpose, amen. How many know it's worth fighting for your marriage? The Bible says fight for your children. Ah, you know, it's normal when they grow up in church, you just backslide. And no, no, that's not normal. That's what we started to see as normal, amen. Some people say, you know, they need a testimony, amen. How many know you don't have to fornicate to get a testimony? You know, my wife sometimes, I just... You know, when she witnesses, she many times witnesses about my life. You know, my husband used to be this and that. I said, don't witness about me. Witness about yourself. And she says, I have nothing to say. I said, man, you were a virgin. You never smoked a cigarette, never drunk any alcohol. Amen. But you were full of fear. And one day you surrendered to the Lord and God changed your entire life and set you free from fear. What a great testimony. Aren't you happy you don't have to smoke, drink, and fornicate to have a testimony? But you know, this is the mindset, and you start to accept it as normal. But the Bible says the fear of God fell on them, and 330,000 people, uh, they get it, uh, and they, they stroke the enemy so bad that the Bible says there were no two people together anymore. Everybody was running away, uh, and they just stroke, and boom, boom, boom. And in the end, there were some lone survivors somewhere, uh, amen, and just let them go. And there was a total victory for the kingdom of God tonight, amen. I want to close with a new normal. Amen. The people in the scripture came to a place. This is normal. The enemy comes. He comes with his demands. We bow down. And this is how it always going to be. You know what the problem was with the people of Israel when they were talking to the giants? You don't have to talk to giants. You just have to kill the giant. And you know, when you read the story of David, the giant gave the terms of war. So the giant said, this is how we're going to do it. If you defeat me, we will serve you. But if we defeat you, you will serve us. I mean, how many know you should not negotiate with the enemy the terms of the war? You just are called to say, and then stick a knife through his heart. Really? Let us negotiate. And man, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists. You don't negotiate with a giant, amen. Oh, but I can't win this. He's invincible, amen. Just one little stone, amen. A smooth stone from a sling. I don't know if you read Malcolm Gladwell's book on Goliath, that he said it was the most powerful weapon in those days. Rah, rah, what a nonsense book. It was the hand of God behind it, amen. That God saw a man, he said, this is unacceptable. Amen. This is unacceptable that the army of God has to tremble before the very words of a giant that determines the, 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 the terms of war. Amen. These people in this scripture, they didn't even fight. They just gave up. And you know, that, 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 just, that surrender would determine the rest of their lives and the life of their children. Giving up my right eye, incapacitated for battle for the rest of my life. Amen. I'm not going to buy that. Amen. A new normal was established that day. Amen. And you know who determines what is normal? You determine what is normal. And by the way, uh, amen, the Lord determines in the Bible what is normal. This is the norm. Can you believe that tonight? Amen. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror in every circumstances. Amen. You'll fall, but you will not fall to the ground. 
he will catch you. Amen. And this is the norm of the Bible. Uh, and you know, your choice and my choice to stand up and to believe that and to put up the best fight we have. Uh, amen. That will decide that the battle is won or the battle is lost. It's normal today to get a divorce. Amen. It's normal today in the world, but in the Bible says it's abnormal. You have to fight for your marriage. And when all the emotions are over, you'll see the blessing. Amen. In 2019, it's normal for a teenager to get drunk. It's normal for anybody above 15, amen, to lose your virginity. And I can go on and on and on. What the enemy says is normal. But sometimes, like somebody like President Trump, he says, you know what, amen, I'm going to establish a new normal. And aren't you happy, amen, that we can see the results in America right now? Amen. Additional 2 million jobs added. ISIS totally defeated. Amen. The stock market booming. The economy blossoming. A new respect for the army. Amen. There's so many things that you can read. And I'm not preaching politics. Just using it as an example. Amen. It can be the same in your life. Because 10 years ago. When I came to this nation, I heard a lot of people saying, man, this is how it's going to be. The golden ages of America are behind us. Patriotism is over. It's all about political correctness. Amen. But things can change when somebody says, you accept something as abnormal. Amen. It's not normal. I'm going to draw a line. Amen. And I don't care what people say about me. This is what I'm going to do. Amen. If you cannot give me a good old Pentecostal amen, just at least do a Baptist knot and say, yeah. Or a Catholic cough, like... <coughs> Amen. Come on, say amen, somebody. It can happen in your life. They say, man, two months from now, my marriage can be revolutionized. As a pastor, I see it. I see people that say to the snake, snake, here's my right eye. Just leave me alone. Amen. That's the beginning of the end. But I also saw some people that said, no more. Amen. I'm sick and tired of how things are so opposed to what the Bible says that I could be and could have in my life. Uh, and tonight, amen, you got to make that stand. It's easier in church. You say, oh, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Tomorrow you wake up, so you look next to you, and then you have to do it. And how many know when somebody's drawing the line, you're all alone? I heard that Pastor Schuitema just preached here. Pastor Nomdo, is that correct? Pastor Nomdo preached here recently after conference. From Holland? Yeah. Anyway, he preached here one time. He has a daughter years ago. Her name is Nina. And just recently, you know, this is a Christian school in Holland. And they invited like a, a cabaretier, a conferencier, a, a, like a joke maker, a stand-up comedian. Christian guy. And so the Christian guy gets up and all these young students, all like Christian people, uh, they're all there. And he starts mocking. Amen. He starts mocking worship. And he says, you got people that worship like the crane. And the other people, you know that, that junk? And they will worship like the dish. And they, he's mocking worship and everybody's laughing. Eh? Amen. But, but, you know, all of a sudden his daughter stood up eh, and she left the room. And, you know, when you leave a room, you get up and you leave a room that makes an impression. And there was a Muslim girl, a Muslima, we call it in Holland. She also got up and also left. Eh? Amen. Because Nina said, I, I hate it when people mock worship. The guy is mocking Christian worship. Uh, and you know, when the Muslim got up, another guy got up, another girl got up. And when people started getting up and leaving, and, 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 and the stand-up comedian said, did I say something wrong? And he stopped his, his act. 
And then all the teacher came against the girl, and, and she said, why did you leave? And he says, because the guy is mocking, worshiping the Almighty God. You know what the teacher says? You're right, we're never going to invite the guy again. <laughs> Amen. But it needs somebody to get up. And the first one to get up, amen, how many know? It's not always easy, amen. I got to close. We don't want God to raise up another Moses that said, let my people go, amen. We want to close the service. Can you say amen? Draw the conclusion. And the conclusion is how I live, amen, and what I want is this biblically normal. I'm not talking about is it common? How many know if you live like a common Christian, you're not going to be radically saved? Amen. But is it, is it biblical, amen? You know, many times when I read the Bible, that's why it's so good to read the Bible. Because it's normal, normalization comes by reading the norm. The book is the norm, amen. Our DNA is the book of Acts. If it's not in the book of Acts, it's not a part of our faith. If we read about praying for the sick, amen, they were together every day in church. Radically preaching on the street, amen, doing the will of God. God is moving. That is normal, amen. And there's people here tonight, while I'm closing, you have some areas in your life, you need to draw a line and say, this is unacceptable. I accept it. This is normal for many years, but I'm drawing a line. I'm establishing a new normal. And the moment you put your foot in the sand uh, and you come against the enemy, you resist him, amen. I'm telling you, he's not going to take your right eye. He's going to flee, amen. Amen. Can you say amen tonight? Let's, let's bow our head. Let's close right now. Father, we thank you for your spirit. Lord, we ask you right now for every man and woman of God in this place. Lord, you just get up, uh, amen, in the spiritual realm. Stand in the arena and draw a line. Lord, I ask you for every man in this place morally that we draw a line. Lord, for every married couple in this place, Lord, that we draw a line in our marriage, in discipleship, in our finances. Lord, it's not normal that we're always broke. And I ask you right now, Lord, that you move for us, that we can take dominion, and that you move for us, just like in this story, that the fear of God will fall on us tonight. And that we draw a line, establish a new normal. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.